Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Well, you know, I am joining you from Las Vegas, Nevada, and um, Lauren and I are very happy with our condo here. It is on one of the upper floors of the building, and it's surrounded by windows, and we have a nice balcony, and so um, it's truly... Uh, wonderful to wake up in the morning and go see this great view we have of the Vegas Strip and then all of the mountains uh, surrounding us in the distance. I mean, it's truly striking. And it makes me feel even sorrier, uh, again, for all of my friends and family back east around Asheville, North Carolina, where just, you know, the relentless rains continue to soak the ground and uh, cause flooding issues for people. Uh, In fact, I read that if you look at this climatologically, that Asheville, North Carolina, which of course is the heart of the scenic Blue Ridge Mountains, receives on average more rain in one month than Las Vegas receives in one year. And so I have been here for over a month on this particular uh, trip and I still have not seen one drop of rain and that is absolutely fine with me. And so I'm taking advantage of this because we've got some great window sills here. They get plenty of sunlight and are just perfect to grow plants. And one of my goals being out here in this sunny land has been for a long time to start doing some more plant experiments. I've always been intrigued by the work of people like Cleve Baxter, who demonstrated primary perception that plants apparently can have some kind of actual sensitivity to um, the physical environment that is similar to how a human experiences things. And frankly, plants might actually be even more sensitive than we are because they are so much more in harmony with their setting. You know, they they seem to be sitting there in a much more perfect symbiotic relationship with the world around. Whereas we're always, you know, we're kind of clumsy creatures, always sort of, um, you know, scrambling in order to figure out what we need to do to survive. And plants just kind of sit there and it works out for them. And if it doesn't, then they they just don't grow to begin with. And But if they grow, you know, they seem to be fine. And, of course, you know, you hear all these anecdotes about plants. And, and so we decided to go out and, and get some plants that we might be able to use to test some of these anecdotes. Uh, for, for starting out, the, you can get these little kits. And we, we got this one kit called Carnivorous... Uh, creatures or carnivorous creations or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, anyway, it's carnivorous plants. So it's a, a little kit that helps you grow plants that tend to, well, in many cases, move. Like the most famous, of course, being the Venus flytrap that has the jaws that just snap shut. I had many of those on many occasions growing up as a kid in North Carolina because one of the best places in the world to find them is the swampy coast of North Carolina. And then you have pitcher plants 
and um, you've got, I think they call them sundews. There's like 10 different types of carnivorous plants, and it, it comes with a little terrarium because obviously they need a, a, a lot more uh, moisture, a more humid environment than you get in the desert. And so we're, gr- we're growing some of those. It's going to take a while. It's kind of weird because they give you this pack of seeds that you have to put in the refrigerator for a couple weeks before you plant them. I'm not sure how that works. And then we bought another little kit, which is perfecto for this environment. And it is like a little desert landscape. And so you plant these seeds and it grows cactuses or cacti and uh, sunny little yellow marigolds. So it looks like a, a beautiful little desert on your windowsill. So, the, you know, we're just kind of getting started, you know, get, getting into a situation where we're taking advantage of the sun and growing things. But you hear these anecdotes. You see some of these experiments that have been done where people have, like, supposedly taken some plants and subjected them to beautiful classical music. And they grow to be nice, big, full, healthy you know, forms. And then right next to them, they have some kind of plant growing with some horrific, hard death metal type stuff. And the plant literally is leaning away from the music. It's trying to avoid that frequency. And, And you see that kind of stuff and you don't know just how, how accurate it is, because you, you always have to try to reproduce things for yourself. So I was telling Lauren, wouldn't it be interesting if eventually we get a couple of plants and we have one plant that we just, every day we, we just stroke its little leaves and say, oh, I love you. You're the most fantastic little plant. And maybe we'll put little hearts on the container and we'll always compliment it and tell it how beautiful it is. And then we have another plant, and we just have a recording uh, on a loop that sits there next to it. And it just says, Fuck you, plant! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! I hate you! Fuck you! And Lauren says, No! No. We are not doing that to a plant. This is terrible. Suddenly, it's like we're talking about a puppy here. And so... You know, I'm, I'm being a little joking about this, but that's the concept, you know. And then you see how that one turns out versus the one that gets all the love. Now, some people who practice with all this, they say that uh, all you have to do is write a word. You write the word love and just put it underneath or somewhere around a pot of, of, of plants. And then you write hate or death, or some other sad kind of you know negative thing, and you put that on an, on a, another sample, and then and then of course you have a control which is not being exposed to anything out of the ordinary, and you compare them all. So I'm going to be doing some like little weird stuff like that. That's not hard. I mean anybody could do this as long as you have you know access to sunlight and the, the basic requirements. But how many people take the time to actually do it and keep up with it methodically? Um, well, that's one of the things that I enjoy in life is, is being able to take the time to do things that a lot of people can't or, or won't do. So I'll keep you updated on that. Um, but it does make you wonder, doesn't it? The impact of words. 
I look forward to getting back to you on uh, my results as my experiments proceed. And I also enjoy hearing from you. And, you know, I get messages from all over the world every single day. Uh, I've been doing what I do now for uh, at least, I'd say, around 27 years. And I have tackled so many things on TV and, and radio, and I've written so many books and done so many live events, that now there are a lot of people out there who have come into contact with what I do one way or another, and they send me interesting stuff all the time. And I want to tell you about some of the interesting things that people have been sending me. But first off, I thought this was kind of neat. I got this email. I'm going to read it to you. I won't use the guy's name. That's you know, you, My usual policy is if you don't say you can use my name, then I, I don't bring it up. Or sometimes I'll email you if you send me something, and I'll say, can I use your name? Um, but anyway, uh, listen to what this guy wrote me. He said, uh, don't know if this email will get to you, but here it goes. I bought your wishing machine a few months ago, but couldn't get the hang of the touch thingy. By the way, he's talking about the stick pad that you rub your finger on. And some people do have a problem with that. And he said, so I was unsatisfied with the settings I made. But after letting those settings stay for two months and seeing no results, I decided to reset them using my pendulum with the pendulum method instead. I trust my pendulum skills, and so I feel very good about them. And you know what? One week later, I got to kiss a girl twice. And this was after at least 15 years without any kisses at all. They were nice kisses on her lips. <laughs> In appreciation, and then he gave his his name. Now, you know, I tell you what's kind of interesting about that email is um, obviously this is a guy who was looking for romance, and that's one of the common things that people look for when they get something like a wishing machine. And but I I, I wanted to point that out to you because. You know, he got the wishing machine, and the traditional way of using it was problematic for him. And that's why it's important to understand that there are many different ways, many different techniques you can use to operate a wishing machine or any other manifestation device. And that, in fact, is what my new ebook, Finding Your Magic, is all about. It's about showing you the options and helping you to discover which option is going to work best for you. So we tell people, like, when you buy a wishing machine, um, here is the way it's traditionally done, but there are, are alternative ways, and one of them is to use a pendulum, and that was something that he should have done from the start because he already knew that's what felt comfortable for him. And so, you know, the cool thing is that finding your magic, it shows you a lot of different tools that you can use in order to accomplish something and uh, I also like the fact that in this case he was able to use two different things together he used the pendulum with the wishing machine and a lot of people use the wishing machine with a wand or the wishing machine with some type of remote viewing technique um, you, you can you can combine these things to create something that works specifically for you and that's part of what is called chaos magic and I describe that in the book so anyway you know about the book by now. Uh, it's at youwillmanifest.com, youwillmanifest.com. Uh, speaking of scientific tools and emails and stuff like that, I got another email that I'm really excited about. I have a reputation, of course, for having all kinds of equipment. 
So for years and years, uh, well, yeah, you know, I've been accused of being kind of a pack rat to begin with. I mean, I have a museum for the love of God, and I have storage units and multiple homes and all this. And so uh, I, I'm always looking for the right piece of gear at the right time for the right kind of project. And so I have practically warehouses full of instruments here and there around the, uh, well, the continent. And so uh, I got an email from a guy who said, here is a meter for the guy who has every other meter. I was like, what is this going to be? This was an email from a man who lives here in the U.S. And he said, I've, I, I know you have a lot of cool stuff, but I know you don't have this meter. And that's because I invented it and I just perfected it like a week ago. So <laughs> this is a brand new type of meter. And I started reading about it, and I was instantly fascinated. Because this is indeed a meter that operates in a way that I've never seen before. And it's, it's, it's designed to pick up a phenomenon that I have never been able to detect before, because I didn't have equipment like this. This is truly something new. And I'm being a little bit evasive and mysterious right now because I don't want to come right out and tell you what it is until I'm fully ready because I just got it and now I have to go out and do some experiments with it and I'd like to even at that point or at some point get the engineer himself on this podcast if he's up for it and and, and I'd like to talk to him about how he invented this and um, because he's uh, he's given me some background on this and it's really interesting. But it, 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 it's so it, it's so innovative uh, and it's so applicable to everything that I'm into when it comes to ghosts, UFOs, psychic phenomena. It's so applicable that uh, in order to really test this thing, I'm going to take uh, a little field trip and I'm not going to tell anybody when I'm doing it, but I'm going to go way out in the desert where I'm away from everything and I'm going to be taking some measurements with this and then I'm going to go to some places that have some really significant history and I'm going to take some measurements and then when I'm ready I'll have a complete um, report put together and you'll be the first to hear about it here on Joshua P. Warren Daily but it's just so cool I mean he he sent this thing to me I'm looking at it right now and uh, I, I mean I'm telling you I'm sincerely excited of, to think of what might be possible to document with this that has never been documented before so uh, that's one uh, more very good reason to keep up with this podcast so that you'll you'll get to hear those results first and you know i told you i'm doing so many i'm i'm back in the zone when it comes to experiments i've got so many experiments happening right now mr mobius is building a special rig for me right now that is going to help me revolutionize my parasymatics work as well. And we discovered in the midst of discussing this that, you know what, this same technology can be applied in other ways to examine UFOs. Um, and I mean, I'm telling you, there's just like so much stuff cracking right now. The, everything is sparkling. There's innovation. And uh, I, I'm just right in the center of having all these wonderful opportunities to experiment with these new things. And so 
A lot of reports coming up very soon. Here's something else that's really strange. That It's like sometimes the most obvious stuff is the stuff that you overlook the longest until someone points it out to you. And um, that's a human phenomenon when it comes to perspective and attention and all that. So going back to finding your magic, you know, I specifically am only making this available as part of a program, part of a package, uh, which right now is being offered at a discounted price. And if if anybody is not able to afford that discounted price, well, then this ain't for you, okay? This is a program. This is a system. And it includes this wand. And you know that I love to design and create wands from time to time. And um, so, you know, in, in my workshop, my chief wand engineer there, who's working w- with me side by side, of course, is Mrs. Warren, Lauren Warren. And um, here we have, we've gotten so many orders for this new wand, which basically has a little pyramid on top of it, that um, we're selling out. And I'm going to stop taking orders on Sunday. So you've got a couple more days if you want to get one of these uh, guaranteed. And uh, so we have these, we're, we're making batch after batch and, and sitting them out as in our, we're almost out of supplies. And this wand, again, it has a little pyramid of Oregon. It's like an Oregon accumulator on top. It's got 18 karat gold on the sides. It's extremely effective. And after we had been making this for a while, Lauren said, you know what? That's kind of weird. And I was like, what's that? She goes, look out the window. And this was in the evening. And I looked out the window. And I told you already that from this condo, we have a great view of the Vegas Strip. But the most prominent thing that you see outside at night is the Luxor. It's sitting right there outside of my office window, outside of the kitchen window. The Luxor is a giant black pyramid with a huge beam of light shooting from the top of it that goes up into the sky like a laser beam. I am told it is the brightest light in the world made by man. And I mean, it's it dominates the skyline here. And so, you know, here we have been sleeping next to that, waking up next to it. I mean, we've been certainly aware of it and commented on its beauty and what a cool thing it is. But now all of a sudden, we've created this wand that has a pyramid on top. I didn't even put two and two together. Now, that's some kind of sympathetic resonance, isn't it? That you move into a place right beside a giant pyramid and then all of a sudden, you create a product with a pyramid on the top, even though you're not even thinking about it. The Luxor does exactly what the wand is supposed to do. The wand projects what you want into the universe, just like the tip of the Luxor. It's the same thing. So these wands were just, you know, it just seemed like the natural thing to create at this time. But why is that? Why have I never done a wand design with a pyramid on top before? And now all of a sudden... I'm doing it when it just so happens that I move next door to a giant pyramid with a huge spotlight shining from the top like you're trying to get in touch with Batman. I mean, is it a coincidence? No. 
Yeah, there is no such thing as coincidence because that would indicate there could be an effect without a cause, and that doesn't make any logical sense. So this is a very, very special wand for a number of reasons. And uh, as you know, if you want to be one of the people who is guaranteed to get one of these, you've got a couple more days. Go to youwillmanifest.com. Youwillmanifest.com. Com. I'll tell you one last thing. This is a really exciting day for me. And that's because tonight I am going to see and possibly meet an expert on manifestation. And um, a guy who has a long, long history of doing some pretty amazing manifestation work. And so... Um, I don't want to say exactly where I'm going to be and when I'm going to be there for, you know, security purposes. But what I will tell you is that uh, I imagine that t- tomorrow or the next day I will be leaving a podcast for you. I'll be hosting, producing a podcast for you where I tell you what I have learned because I think that I'm definitely going to learn some something new from this guy about manifestation work and so I'll be sharing that with you very very soon on my next podcast if all goes according to plan so uh, gosh there's so much happening right now I couldn't be more excited I have so much content to share with you over the upcoming weeks and months that uh, it's going to be it's going to be mind-blowing so tell all your friends to listen to this podcast It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short. It's always free. And if you go to joshuapwarren.com, there is no period after the P, you'll find all kinds of cool stuff. There is a link to Finding Your Magic, my new book and wand kit. There's a curiosity shop. There's also a link to this podcast. And when you click that link... You can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren and I will tweet when a new one is available. So, uh, lots of cool new stuff to tell you about soon, but that's it for now. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.